Welcome to Simply Remarkable, our multi-live streaming show created by Remarkable, a speakers bureau. I am Sue Falcone, your host and founder and CEO of Remarkable. Now, we began this show for you, our audience, because we want to showcase the talent that we represent and book here at Remarkable, and we want you to get to know them as personally as we do. How, how about that? And you'll see how remarkable they are and how they can help you be remarkable too. Thanks for joining us today. This is going to be a fun Friday. Are you ready to party? We are. And we have an active chat line open. And feel free to put your questions, comments, shout outs, anything. We'd love to hear from you. Engagement is our key because we love to interact with our audiences. Now, we're going to get the party started with our featured guest. It's the newest speaker added to our team at Remarkable. It's the engaging and high energy Mitch Savoy Hill. Now, she's an international bilingual engagement keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, author, executive coach, and corporate trainer. She is a first-generation American born to Cuban exiles. In her best-selling book, Valar, How to Turn Roadblocks into Runways to Success, she explains how to overcome roadblocks, how to create runways, and take flight toward the dream of your goals for you, your family, your work teams, and your workplace. I mean, I'm ready to do this. Welcome, Mitch. We're so glad you're here at Remarkable today. So happy to be here. And where are you coming to us from? Today, I am in Cary, North Carolina. <laughs> we love to know that because our speakers and talent travel everywhere. So they, our audience just loves to hear where you're at. And this 30 minutes goes by so fast that we're going to get started. Just All right. In there. Now, Mitch, where were you born and who is the most or was the most influential person in your life? I was born in Miami, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> love Miami, love the weather. <laughs> uh, and uh, I had a lot of very influential people in my life, so it feels unfair to pick one out, but I will pick out my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, Lilia Rosa Gandul who took me in when I was nine years old and was a first, uh, she was an immigrant who came to the United States with nothing, just her babies in hand and eventually built up her own businesses and was very successful and taught me so much of what I know about engaging clients and customer service and selling in a very authentic and personal way and just about how to live life. You know, I think my next book is going to be Lilia's Life Lessons with just a lot of little quotes that she had, funny Cuban quotes, and I'll translate it for everybody, of course, but she was definitely a very wise, loving, and giving woman, and so she definitely um, gets my shout out today, and in my book, there's a lot of her little life lessons in my current book, Volad. Wow, this is so fun because my grandmother was was my influence, you know, 
and in Oklahoma, different background, different stories, but, you know, the same influence, the same um, drive, the same purpose. And uh, so this is where we get create. This is what we do. This is how we share that, you know, now. Now, Mitch, growing up, did you have any dream or idea that you would be an international keynote speaker and a best-selling author? It, that's really funny. What I had in mind as a child was to be a rock star. Uh, and I picked up the guitar when I was 12. I sang in all kinds of choirs and studied theater. So my uh, dream was to tell stories through music on stage. And so now I get to do that but I get to do a lot more than just that. And so it's, it's really funny how you get to where you're supposed to be all along, even though the full vision may not be crystal clear at the beginning. Exactly. And music is part of your life, isn't it? Music and dance. Exactly. You know, and today audiences love that. They love bringing something extra into their day into their meetings and well thank you Bruce we're so glad you're here loves my balloon hey he's from Vegas so hey thanks for joining us Bruce hey Bruce <laughs> it's so fun we just love this and like I said you never know I wanted to be a country western singer when I wanted to grow up so look we might still have our dream of course I get to represent music now so hey I'm living my dream. <laughs> now, tell us, Mitch, in your book, now, am I pronouncing this right? Is it Volar? That's very good. Volad. Volad. Right. Volad. Yes, yes. I'm getting there. Okay. And Volad means to soar in Spanish, but it's also a five-step formula to overcoming adversity to a dream or a goal. And I like having... Uh, some letters to remind you, to prompt you, those exactly. acronyms. I, I got through school learning by creating acronyms or little songs to remember things. So that's how I learned best. So Vlad, each one represents a letter, vision, opportunity, leaning on your resources, actualizing a plan and recalibrating when necessary, because sometimes shift happens as we all learned, right? <laughs> It does. It does. So we have to we have to do that. Now, why? Uh, you said the name means to soar, to fly. Now, how did you choose that title and that message? How did that come to you? That's a great question. I've always been obsessed with flying. I've had since I was a child dreams where I was flying or soaring, where I could just run away from a, a really dangerous situation by sort of flapping my wings and starting to take off in flight. And it was a way for me to overcome the adversities that I was having maybe in a nightmare. And so I thought that was a really cool transition into what I do now with coaching businesses and teams to overcome adversity, which can sometimes feel like very real nightmares, right? <laughs> and so to to be able to flap your wings or to be able to do something very specific and have a formula and have steps that you can take to soar beyond those adverse situations, I think is, is very cool. And, and it's a cool way to, to visualize that. 
it is. And people can see that. This is this is so cool because when I, I first read it and I looked at it, I said, wow, this responds to what we're looking for today. And that's that's why I was I was thrilled to to know you, to meet you and thrilled to represent you here at Remarkable. Now, in today's world, what do you see are the biggest roadblocks that people face today, whether it's professionally or personally? What's the biggest ones? So the biggest ones that get come up often every day in my in my work and in my life is the inability or the uh, lack of skill in being able to engage the people around us, whether it be our children, whether it be uh, clients that we're trying to gain, or whether it be if you're leading a team, engaging those team members. There are so many different cultures and backgrounds working together nowadays, which is beautiful, but it comes also with some challenges. There's five generations currently in the workforce and all with very different ways of doing things. So teaching people how to dissolve the boxes, the mental boxes we put everybody and ourselves sometimes in, right? Teaching people how to get beyond that so that they can engage, that's a challenge. And I think also the other big challenge nowadays with all of the technology that we have, which is fantastic and also very distracting, the challenge is staying present, being present. People just aren't present. They're not, they're not really there. They're talking to you. They're even looking at you. You know, you know what I mean, Sue? Like you, you can tell when somebody's talking to you, but they're not really there. <laughs> I think presence is a, is, is a challenge these days as well. Too much going on, too much. Life has become so hectic and so busy, right? And, and that goes back to engagement. If we're not present, we can't engage. And we can't engage even our dreams, our own personal goals or, or catch what we're doing so we can recalibrate what we need to improve upon. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, do you think those roadblocks in our uh, corporate world and business world are being met today? Well, that's a complex question. <laughs> I don't think there's a yes or no to that one. Uh, I think definitely. We're trying to, that many companies are trying and they are some succeeding, some are flailing. Uh, and that's when people like myself or other corporate trainers come in to help with giving them some tools, giving them some tips, even having a, a voice from outside the organization come and say something that maybe you've said as a leader a million times, but they haven't really heard it. They hear it from a different voice and they're like, oh, that makes sense. And you're like, I've been saying that all along. Parents, you know what I mean? Parents, the same thing. <laughs> I've been saying all along. Oh, it's like they heard it for the first time, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, this is new. And I'm like, okay. But it's presented in a new way. And that's why you're an engaging speaker and executive coach and trainer. Because you can come in with some fun and engagement fun that a lot of people don't have those skills. And so that's that's the uniqueness of you and we love it. Well, there's now, the fun part, Sue, and there's the part also about meeting them where they're at, meeting your audience where they're at, or if I come into a company, meeting them where they're at, understanding their culture, understanding their points of view, and not trying to change it all at once because people are very resistant 
to change. Change is scary or can be, right? So it's coming in and I say talking their language. And that's another thing that I love to teach leaders and salespeople how to do. Understand who you're talking to, what's in front of you, and adapt to that and speak their language. And it's not about changing who you are. It's about adapting to the person in front of you so that we can connect. I mean, isn't that what we're trying to do, right? Work together, collaborate, get some stuff done. <laughs> and you think of them before you think of yourself. That's, right. you know, that's, that's where I see, you know, coming in there. Now, can you share some tips with us today about the steps it will take to overcome our roadblocks? Just so Absolutely. You know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I know you <laughs> Well, for everybody, you, you can read the book for the full steps. Uh, and also what I love the, about the way that I put this book together is that I wrote it for today's attention span. It's, it's chunks, little chunks, and then practical exercises. So here's a tip. Now, Thank you. here's some exercises, right? <laughs> I'm a doer, so I like books that make me do something. Uh, but I think that the, the main step here is vision, the V in volar, because a lot of times people, they, they have, they're going against a roadblock and they don't even understand what the roadblock is or what the vision is, where they're trying to arrive. And I always say your vision should be if you're punching in an address into your navigation system, it's the address. It's where you're going to arrive, that final destination. It should be that clear that you know that when you've arrived, you've arrived. Now you can take another step further and, and make another dream or goal. But it's that first vision, that first destination. And a lot of people are like, well, I, I want to, okay, get more sales. What does that mean? Get more sales. How much sales? How many? What's the dollar amount? What's the specific number? Get that clear in the vision. And then we can start to do the other steps, right? So right. clarifying that vision. A lot of times people come to me as an executive coach and that's the first step or they're trying to make a big transition and the first step is really clarifying the vision and they think they're clear but they're not really so clarifying that vision distilling it down to what exactly are you trying to accomplish and then you have to lean on the o and the l is all about opportunities and leaning on resources and sometimes there aren't opportunities there for you to grab so in those cases, we need to make our own opportunities, right? I mean, Sue, I started my business in January of 2020. Took a big leap of faith, left my six-figure income job to really do what I was passionate about. Who would have known? Three months later, the whole world was going to shut down, right? <laughs> but I shifted, I learned, I created opportunities where there weren't any. I leaned on every resource that I could find, past clients, people who championed me. And luckily that year brought not just growth in my business, but my first TED Talk and completing my book. So it, it's, it's really about seeing what's in front of you, leveraging the opportunities and the resources, and then we can go to the step of making a plan. So a lot of people want to jump to the step of making a plan. And they're jumping steps. They're missing, well, where do you want to get to? What are your opportunities? What are the resources that then will go into that plan? So you see, there's a sequence, right? That's why it's volar. There's a sequence. 
We're live. With, we'll remember. Sequence. Sequence. Okay. We're live. Sequence. Yes. <laughs> now, Mitch, you have a great message in your TEDx talk called, Which Box Do I Check? Now, you know, when we talk about a lot of things out there in the corporate world and in the workplace with the EI and all those things, it, it gets some controversial things and, you know, mixed messages. And I was so fascinated because how you presented it. Now, how did you choose that topic? I want to know that. That was such, it was such a great, every, everybody, it's on our speaker page for her. You need to see the TEDx talk. Um, but how'd you choose that topic? And what do you share with your audience that you've learned from that? Because you bring um, a, a talk, uh, you bring a, an experience to your audiences from that, that um uh, clip. So tell us about that. Tell us about that clip. Sure. Uh, it's funny because I actually had a whole other talk written out and it was going to be around Volad and it was going to be based around your adversity is your advantage, which is something that I really believe in. Your adversity is your advantage. If you you've suffered some main adversity or something major in your life, if you can take that, if you can learn from it and you can take something positive out of it, create something positive out of it, then the adversity was your advantage. But then I started to see what was going around. And again, this was uh, 2020 and mid 2020, there was a lot going on in that time. I don't think I have to uh, remind everybody, but it made me think about my own story, all of the adversity that I had overcome as a first generation American born of Cuban exiles, split between two cultures, and on top of that, not feeling represented in the media back in the 80s when girls had, you know, long, you know, feathered blonde hair and uh, skinny was the thing. And so women who looked like me, who were curvy and had really curly hair, I didn't feel like those women represented beauty. I didn't feel beautiful. And so I didn't feel seen. And it, it really affected a lot of the ways in which I interacted with the world around me. And now all these years later, of course, I've learned that, that I am beautiful, that we're all beautiful. We all have some uniqueness to us that makes mm -hmm. us beautiful, but it takes us to understand everybody's uniqueness. And sometimes when we don't agree with somebody's uniqueness, it takes us asking questions, asking open-ended, deep questions, what I call what and how questions. What brought you to that point of view? Uh, tell me about that. How did you come to thinking that way or to that you know, point of view? And really asking questions and telling stories. I think at the heart of diversity, equity, and inclusion is storytelling. It's us telling our stories, sharing those stories so that then people start to understand. They break down what they thought they understood and start to go, oh, I never realized you went through all that. It's really hard to judge somebody harshly when you when you can really relate and empathize with what they've gone through and the things that they've struggled with and how they've overcome their adversity. Uh, so I just thought it was a really cool story how, and not a unique story. I think that, you know, there's many people who share my story. And since I did that TED Talk, a lot of people have reached out and not just 
Cuban Americans or Latin Americans, but you know, I had somebody who was Polish American and said, your TED talk really touched me because when I grew up, it was the Polish jokes and people had these real um, ideas about my background and just from my last name and you know, your, your talk spoke to me. So it, it was really interesting to me how many people related to the talk and, and found themselves represented in it, even though they weren't my exact story. So I, I think it all goes back to the engagement. We're, we're back to engagement, right? If we can understand people's stories, if we can ask deep questions and keep an open mind, we will be able to engage more, collaborate more, gosh, hopefully solve some of the problems that we are all facing as human beings together. And maybe that's a lofty ideal, but it's my ideal and I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I think it's a great idea because what we got from it was you are an American, even though you've got all these backgrounds, I'm an American. I've got all these backgrounds. We all have stories to share and we do. And it's time that we share those stories. And that that's cool. I think that's because that's what speakers are today. This is what event planners and those that are looking for speakers. This is what they want today. This is they want someone that will be a storyteller that will engage the audience. They're not looking for a speaker. They're not looking for a lecturer. They're not looking for a presenter. They're looking for someone that can create an experience of a lifetime. That's the key. And once you capture that, then your story becomes part of that. So thank you for sharing that because that's was so key because it gave me a different flip on the situations that we're going through today. And that was, that was key. That was powerful. That's a, you know, I realized, hey, you know, this this lady really has, you know, she really can help us, you know, get through that. So thank you for sharing that. Now, looking back, Mitch, what is it that makes you smile about oh. where you are today? What is it? What a funny question. I had a, a professional colleague at a networking event the other day say, Mitch here looks like she's never had a bad day. And I said, oh, ask my husband. <laughs> yeah, mine's on the other side of the wall. You can, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have bad days. We all have bad days. I think what makes me smile, and again, going back to your adversity is your advantage, perhaps it is that I've overcome a lot of adversity in my life that I see the i've been to the other side getting to the other side i really savor every moment i wake up happy to be alive i wake up glad to do what i do and then the work that i do makes me smile because every time that i have somebody come up to me and tell me their their takeaways or how my talk or my training impacted them or my coaching clients where I've seen them go promotion to promotion to promotion and grow their careers. I mean, ah, that brings me so much joy that my heart just spills over with, with the joy of, of creating that impact. So I think doing what I'm supposed to be doing and knowing that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing in my life, that just brings me so much joy that when tough times come, I can I can feel it. I can be there in the moment. I can be angry. I can be sad. 
but I can quickly get over it and move forward. Exactly. Exactly. Moving forward is the key. And we've all been there. We know that, don't we? Yeah. You have to talk to my friend, Kim. I always say, keep it moving. Moving. All right. Talk to my friend Kim. Keep it moving. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, in closing, Mitch, can you believe it? I mean, it just is flies. What will you do today since you're a doer and a lot of people are? What are you going to do today to be remarkable? What am I going to do today to be remarkable? Well, here we are. I hope that this has been remarkable for some people. I hope it's touched some people. I hope that we'll get some questions afterwards, even if. People see this afterwards and didn't get a chance to ask questions. I hope that they will send their questions because I'm happy always to help, always to respond to those, those questions. And I think that that is what makes every day remarkable. Have I helped? Have I been of service? And have I created some sort of positive impact today? If I can do either one of those things, then today will be a remarkable day, Sue. Oh, that's great. And Bruce is with us and he's all about impact, impacting lives. So we know that. See, that's key that we can be in common together. Yeah. And to our audience here today, I want to ask you, you've heard a lot of things today. What are you, our challenge to you is, what are you going to do to be remarkable today? Maybe you've heard some things. Maybe you are think, have been thinking about some things and say, now is the time. And find Kim our best friend. And yes, that's what we're going to do. But we want you to share that. Share it either here in the chat or share it with us on comments because we love to hear what impact that we can make on your life so that you can be remarkable just like our, our guests and all that have become. And uh, so that's really important to us. And we just thank you so much for joining us today, Mitch. And we'll certainly have you back because we know people want you. Yes, we will have a rebroadcast that will come back out so that that's an audience later. And then next week it becomes a podcast. So we cover three different audiences, which we love. We love. Now, to our audience, the challenge is I'm sure you want to have Mitch at your next event, whether it's a keynote whether it's corporate training, whether it's a, being an executive coach, she can do it all. And I'm seeing that's I'll it. Your party. That's it. She brings the party to you. We don't have to create it. It's there. So fun or done. Exactly. I love this. Fun or done. All right. Fun or done. Hashtag fun or done. That's it. We've got some things with Kim and fun. Okay, we got it. But Contact us today to have her at your next event because we never know who's listening and who's watching, but she books quickly. So you make sure that you get to us and at our new website. We'd love to share more. Uh, there's more there to see and you can share exactly and have her at your next event. And everyone, we hope you will join us and come back next Friday, the 23rd of February. Can you believe, Mitch, that the month is almost gone? And this is leap year, so we got an extra day, but it still goes by fast. <laughs> We've learned to be in the present. We got to get in the present, so we'll make sure. But we're going to have our special guest, Sana Azim, who'll be coming to us from Dubai. Wow. I'm so excited to have her. She's an award-winning international economist. 
She's a keynote speaker, a world-class master of ceremonies. She's an author. She's a Forbes contributor and founder of the Middle East leading speakers bureau, MENA Speakers. She was named one of the top 10 most influential leaders of 2020 and a top entrepreneur by ITP Media in 2023. You won't want to miss meeting this influential world speaker because she wants to be all over the world speaking and, and being a master of ceremony. So you just join us next Friday. It's going to be exciting. And we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you won't miss an episode because every episode is on there. And you can go back and see past ones just in case you forgot it, all that Mitch told us today. So you have the resource to go back. And you won't miss a show coming up because we, it's there. And also at our YouTube channel is the videos of all the talent that we represent. So you can see and make your choices about who you'd like to have at your next event. And we'll be glad for the opportunity. And at Remarkable Speakers Bureau, I just want to say this. We are honored for the opportunity to partner with our event planners and with clients all over and create a remarkable experience of a lifetime for your clients and your audiences. That's what we love doing. We hope you have a remarkable weekend. Mitch, I know you've got a lot planned going because she's getting ready to travel some more. So she's got to get it going. We've got a holiday coming up. Happy President's Day where we honor the founders of our country. And we will see you back here next week. Make sure you tell everybody about us because we love, we love having a party. And thank you again, Mitch, for the great party time that we had today. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Sue. It's been a pleasure. You're so welcome.